I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With me, Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And me, Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and for my final time saying this, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And you said it. It's your last show. Today, we're going to be sharing our rememories, as we like to call them, our DST memories with Remy and me together mm-hmm. as hosts, um, because it's Remy's final episode. And we're all going to cry. We're all going to cry. It's going to be messy. Where are the tissues? Do we have the tissues? Oh, Lauren brought okay. them in. Yeah, we have them like right here. Like an hour here. ago. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a little different than how we normally do the show. This is kind of like Remy's going away party. Yeah. And I thought it would be nice to share our favorite rememories. And mine, I I mean, we talked about this in real time on the show, but I think my favorite rememory, (laughs) even saying the word, it's like, I had to leave you with like one pun. One good pun. (laughs) Um, So I think my favorite rememory was when we went and did trapeze together to talk about on the show. Yeah. Purely because I had no idea that this bitch was a literal sky dancer. (laughs) We're walking. I told you. You no, you didn't. Yes, you I did. No, you didn't. You told no? me that you had done trapeze before. Oh. But I didn't know like how seamlessly you would launch your body into this man's arm. <laughs> it was so I've never seen anything like it. And when we were walking over, so we did this for a class smasher pass. Yeah. Which if you don't know, I don't know how you could not know, but it's, we used to work out. We used to work out, try and things, then, trying different workouts, and then kind of giving our take on them, um, how beginner friendly they were, and yeah. so on and so forth. And one of the more fun ones that we got to do was trapeze school. Yeah, and trapeze it was this, school, New York. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm, and it's the same trapeze school that Carrie does in Sex in the City, yep. which is just a fun cherry on top, but. I was very nervous going into it, not because of the heights, but because of the feeling of falling, which Mm -hmm. is very traumatizing for Mm me. Um, And Remy was like, yeah, I've done it before, but it was a long time ago, whatever. It was. You were downplaying. No, but calling me a sky dancer, like while it is so kind, I literally hadn't done this since I was 14. When I did do it, it was once a year on a vacation in Club Med where they happened to have a trapeze. Like, I was never like the people that were there with us that day, they were in like trapeze school, you know, this was like something that they did multiple times a week. So I was doing it once a week, maybe once a year from like, I don't know, 
11 to 14. Yeah. I, you know what? You know? I think it's just like in your DNA. I think yeah. you just, you have the ability to move your body in a way that I don't have that ability, but you went first very kindly to mm-hmm. make me feel a little more comfortable and seeing you up there in your little, you know, Tarzan and Jane mm-hmm. spirit doing flips in the air and this guy catching <laughs> you seamlessly the, on the first try. It was like I I just saw you in a light that I had never seen you before. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman is a fairy. Um, <laughs> and that I think that's my favorite. Remember, you also hyped me up so much. And it was um, nice. It made me feel I, I think I said this on the episode, but it made it reminded me of when I used to go to the doctor with my younger sister and I would get a shot first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and show her everything was okay. And I feel like I was doing the same thing that I was like, I w- I'll go first. Like, let me just show you. I mean, like, obviously there's a little bit of showing off. Like, look at me. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I felt like I could feel the nerves from you. And mm-hmm. I was like, just get past the fucking ladder. Yeah. The ladder is the scariest part for me. The ladder really is. The, well, the ladder was scary. But, but you didn't like the lean either. I don't like yeah, I didn't like leaning out into space with somebody holding my whole weight in yeah. their palm yeah like th- that feeling was just and then the initial launch is scary it did it took me a while to actually get off that pad mm-hmm. like that initial swinging it's scary but I will say if you hadn't gone first I might have not even done it at all oh like, well, I'm so happy we went together because we did do a lot of class masher passes together there was another they were mostly one separate yeah because we live in completely different places mm-hmm. so we would go to different venues or whatever and there was another one that we went to together that was 305. Oh, that one was also hilarious. Which was hilarious. <laughs> because I would say I even have, I have way more dance experience than oh, I have yeah. trapeze no, experience. you're good at it. But I felt horrible. And you felt horrible. And yeah. we both looked so stupid. Listen, but if you, you, you have to go into those types of classes just accepting the fact that you're going to look stupid. Let go. You got to let in go trapeze and let go. and dance. Yeah. It, yeah. They, they're both similar in that way. Like there are very few people that are just going to go in there and nail it. Yeah. And if you are one of those people, I'm so proud of you. But this is the thing too you. with trapeze and with, I think any workout is it's the breaking the seal. That's the hardest oh, thing. Yeah. Like you, the first time you went up, it was shaky. It took a long, long time yeah. to get you off of that thing. But then after there were a few more times, like it was barely you anything. got up, it was easy, you know, like, and it's the same thing with, oh, I don't, I don't want to leave my house to do this workout. I don't want to go try this workout. But then like, once you do it, like it's the hardest step, but then it makes all the other steps much more bearable. It's so true. It's kind of like um I had never been on a roller coaster until I was about I think I was 16 and my friends took me to Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Um and I was scared. I had never been on a roller coaster. I didn't want to go upside down. It was it was a little anxiety inducing. These bitches made me go on King Dakka oh at 10 a.m. as my first roller coaster and I still haven't done a Six Flags. You've never been to Six Flags? No, cuz I'm scared. Okay, you gotta go. Yeah. And this is speaking as somebody who doesn't go on a, a lot of roller coasters, but I still remember how insanely fun that day was. But the fact that they, the reason why they made me go on King Dakar first was because if you wait too long, the line gets insanely long. Well, that's the so, thing that scares me is the line. 
not because uh, I hate waiting. It's because the anticipation starts to turn into such fear. That's true. And then you get to the front of the line and you're like, I, I don't think I can do this I can't anymore. do this. And then you do the ride and you're like, let's do that again. Yeah. So I guess, well, specifically with King to Ka, it's so popular that, um, and half the time it's not even open, which is also scary. So there's just like people waiting online for a ride that doesn't exist. <laughs> If it doesn't open, you then climb they don't. over the trapeze ladder and there's nobody there there's to help you out. There's nobody there to catch you. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to have nightmares for a week about that. No, but you have to get there early when the line is shorter. So that's why they wanted to go first. But mm. they, what they told me was if you go on this one first, every other roller coaster will be cake, mm. which. That did end up being true, but I think their intention was actually not 100% pure. I think they just didn't want to wait they online. Just, yeah. <laughs> but but it was true. This roller coaster, I will never do that one again. It Did you not do it another time that day? No, I only did it once. Did you like it when you were on it? No, I hated it. I feared for my life. Okay. And because it goes straight up and then straight down. I was wearing a headband. It got blown off. I never saw that <laughs> headband again. I mean, the thing is, it doesn't last long. It lasts about 20 seconds. Yeah. But at the time, it was the steepest, fastest roller coaster on the planet. Oh, wow. So it kind of existed as, you know, a, a record breaking roller coaster. I don't know if it still holds that record, mm -hmm. um, but it's not really about the experience it's more about like saying that you did it yeah that's how i yeah, yeah yeah the good ones are el toro and nitro you want to hit those up but anyway i digress it this is all to say the hardest part of really anything is always the anticipation mm -hmm. do you feel like that applied to um i feel like that applied to many things in my life including this job like, yeah. I feel like the first months that we were auditioning and stuff i was like i don't know if i can talk about weight and health every week like if it's going to exacerbate how I'm feeling or if, if you're I'm already the, not feeling great if I'm already not feeling great or if I'm the right person to be talking about this like a lot of it was just like oh my god like I don't know if I should be doing this and then like you know you kind of just get pushed off the trapeze ledge and it's like oh this is pretty fun and yeah. do my hands hurt from holding on for dear life sometimes oh yeah my hands were bleeding sometimes. I forgot about that did my did my knees cramp up sometimes was my body uncomfortable because it was hot in the studio sometimes? Yeah. Did you have to strap a literal ice pack to your back yeah. to keep cool? Yeah. I mean, much like at trapeze, I massaged my leg. I got through it. Mm -hmm. Here, I put on the ice pack. I got through it, you know, and uh, I feel like I am I'm better for doing it. Like I, I mentioned this to you the other day, and I've, I've talked about this on the podcast that my resolution was to post more stand-up and not give a fuck about yeah. what people think about my face or my body or whatever. And um, I did post my first stand-up clip. Uh, nice. In a, in a really, really long time. Like, I think when I first started, I posted one just to be like, I'm doing this. Look. Mm -hmm. um, and then for a while, I was like, I'm just not going to. And yeah, I posted this one. And it was. I did have a moment where I was like, I don't really like how my stomach looks in these pants. And then I thought about all the things that we've talked about and I was like, just get over it. So that's out there now and I intend to do more. But something about those pants too that I just wanted to, before we get into other memories. With the pants that you were wearing the in pants the stand-up clip. clip. Yeah. I had an interesting experience with, um, I went to TJ Maxx to buy a bunch of stuff. She's a Maxinista. I really am. I love it so much. And a lot of the things that I was trying on that day, I just, I wasn't feeling like very good about my body. I wasn't feeling good when I looked in the mirror in these things. 
but I took pictures. Okay. You know how you, you'll do that in a dressing room? Yeah, I do that. And then, I do that just because like the dressing room isn't always reliable. They have really harsh lighting and like you can't really tell what everything looks like all the time. Sure. Or you like want to show it to a friend and be like, well, that too. These... Or like, I want to think on it. Yeah. And I think mine was, I want to think on it. And I went home and I took off all my clothes and I put on my cozies. And then like an hour later, I was like looking at the picture and I was like, wait, these look really good. Like a lot of the things that I tried on today look really good. And that it was kind of a weird experience, like disassociating how I was feeling initially in my body and then what it looks like when you're not in that outfit. Like you can't yeah. feel the pants pressed against you and you're just looking at it as an image. And I was like, that's so interesting, especially to be learning that at this stage of where we are in the podcast and I'm leaving. And I was like, oh, I guess this is how I'll shop from now on. Or maybe I will just take the plunge. Well, no, it's a valid question though. Like how do you push through that? Because I I always have the experience of I need to feel a certain way to go shopping. Mm -hmm. And part of it is like, it can be a long, arduous process of like trying stuff on and it's like kind of a to-do. Yeah. But the other thing is like, if I don't feel good in my skin, I'm not going to feel good in any clothes that I'm trying on. Yeah. So like for me, it sounds like kind of silly to me as I'm saying it, but I do need to like hype myself up to go shopping yeah. sometimes. No, I was hyped. I was excited. My hair was done. I had makeup on. It was just the way I was feeling. Like I didn't mm -hmm. like how I felt in the pants. I didn't like feeling the, like it's a, they're a tied kind of pleather. And I was okay. like, oh, these are kind of tight around my waist and I don't like my waist right now. But then I went home and I was like, no, it looks good. It was just like, you weren't feeling great. And obviously you want to feel good in your clothes yeah. too. But yeah, that was, and then it's I was like- It's not about the pants. I like them so much. I'm going to put them in a clip. Yeah. So then how'd you feel after posting that? Good. Nobody commented on the pants, right? Nobody. Actually, somebody said, where did you get these pants? Oh, because they like the pants. Because they like the pants. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, I got them at TJ, but <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be able to give a brand. Yeah. They're at Ben's. When I find them, I, I will link them in the in the comments. Yeah, d go right ahead. No, but it's a valuable lesson. It is not always about the pants. It's not always about the we pants. We learned that in um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. Sutton, Sutton wore pants to the Magic Mike show. Yes. And then the, nobody asked her to go up on stage yeah. for them and to sexy like, are you, dance. Are her? you mad that you wore pants for this? And then you did Because she doesn't wear pants it's not very about often. The pants. She said it's not about the pants. Yeah. because um, She's on the board of the American Ballet Theater. Uh, that too. Allegedly. She, allegedly. We learn a lot of life lessons from Real Housewives. I love that story. I hope to see more stand-up clips. I missed that stand-up clip somehow. It's cute. Okay, I'm going to go back and look at it's it. It's about a cat. It's about a cat? Yep. All Everything <laughs> with you is about a cat. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. 
and you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there, and they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. We also have some love notes from the listeners that... I just want to share with you. I know. This is so cute. It's so, some of these are really cute. And this one that I'm about to read, it's like a novel. Like, I I don't, somebody set aside time to very carefully craft this message. Uh And here it goes. From my listener POV, my favorite journ Remy took while being on DST. Journ. Let's make it happen. While being on DST was how much she's become more okay with verbally expressing how she's feeling and why she may feel that way. The amuse-bouche is the quality of verbalizing helped me resolve communication with a majority of people. Without Remy normalizing it, I would be a much sadder bitch. Oh my God. That's so nice. She was also never shy to admit how at war she felt with herself, how it was okay to not be okay for a bit. The tapas of the meal. Oh, my God. It's divided into different things. The tapas of the meal is Remy's sense of humor. How quick her brain can turn a joke or a reference in such smart, articulate ways never, ever stops impressing me. Where Remy and Emily are like a heartbeat, Remy's quips were heart flutters. Oh, my God. This is poetry. My dessert is how Remy asks harder questions with a soft touch like a questioning, education-seeking fairy. I'm a fairy. I just said fairy before, too, and I swear to God, I did not remember that she said that. I wish her nothing but the absolute best for her future to break an eh leg. Oh, and I have a feeling I know who wrote this. Was it eh Meg? (laughs) It was. Do you think she'd be okay with you? Of course. Hi, Meg. Love Um, you. Gotta love you, Meg. Been a listener of How Come for a while and came over here with us. And Oh, well, Meg, I hope you stay with us. I hope I you, you know, continue to like this show, even with Remy not here. This was such a nice message. It's, it's very, really sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Meg, for taking the time. You're amazing. And um, a few other notes, not quite as long, but somebody wrote in because we put a question box. You know, Yeah, can I read these ones? Because oh, yeah, sure. they are so cute. This person said, no, I will miss you so much. Your honesty and opinions were always spot on. I love Agreed. you. Thank you. Can I say who wrote this one? If you think they're cool with it. Yeah. Okay. It's Dr. Gregory Dodell. We just had him on the podcast this a guy, few weeks ago. This fucking guy. He's such a mensch. He's such a mensch. He said, Remy is amazing, professional, and hilarious. I loved being on the podcast. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Dodell. Follow him. Everything underscore endocrine. Um, 
Somebody said, love her. Good luck on your new journey. Uh, someone said, so sad you're leaving. I'll listen to how come to hear about your journey. Wish you well. Lovely. Another person said, oh my God, this makes me so sad. I'm a how come to DST -er because of you. I can't wait to see where you go next. Somebody said, please don't go with all of the sad face emojis. Like you guys, you're making my head blow up. <laughs> um, like Lauren's hand. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> said, no, why? Someone else said, we'll miss you so much on the show. And then I got one in my DMs oh. that I thought was so, so sweet. And she said, I started listening to DST last year and got really hooked. I went back and listened to all the episodes since you and Emily started. I don't know what it is, but I relate to you so much and the way that you feel. I'll always miss hearing your voice. I feel like you and Emily complimented each other in a way I've never seen hosts do. You have wow. incredible chemistry. I have no problem having orgasms, but I might start listening to How Come just to hear your voice, which you guys, you don't have to have problems coming. No. I came episode six. Yeah. We are six years into this podcast. We like branched out into other people's sexual yeah, it's, issues. It's a, it's a pretty comprehensive sex podcast. Yeah. So um, you could, you know, you could have somebody look at you and you come and still enjoy the podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah, Those no. people exist, by the way. We Do you know about these people? Yeah. Like if somebody looks at you a certain way. Yeah. It, it's insane. I, I know people who can do it without their hands, without... Like, just mentally? Just mentally, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got many, many episodes on many, many different things. And I like, thank you so much for this person for writing in, but I feel the love and I feel really sad. What are you taking away from this whole experience? I am taking away a lot less judgment of myself and other people. And you know what? I've seen that in you. Thank you. Like, I think it's actually... A beautiful metamorphosis that you've taken where like Thank you. when we started, you were much more, I mean, we've talked about this, but self-conscious in front of the camera, yeah. self-conscious about like, oh, I, like you you sometimes would come in and be like, I feel ugly mm -hmm. or, you know, and we would like talk it out and, and it's totally okay to feel that way yeah. also, but I just feel like you're more radiant now. You're Thank more you. like you're exuding confidence that I really like to see. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting how intertwined judging people less lets you judge yourself less. Mm. So how does like, how do you notice yourself judging other people less? I just used to get like hung up on different things. Was it like, cause I, I have done this before where I'll be so focused on somebody else or mm -hmm. like maybe something they did bothered me but then at some point I notice that it was really just a way to distract from things that I was doing that were bothering me so he okay here's my example mm -hmm. that I'm like ashamed to say but it is so nothing there are some podcast hosts that when I would watch their clips their mouth movements would really bother me remember when I told you you've that told me about this yeah and because of how I felt about that, I was nervous. Oh, well, we're going to be on video and my mouth movements are going to bother someone else. Which but, they might. They might. Which although they might. But objectively, you don't have any weird mouth movements. Uh, I kind of do. I kind of talk out of the side of my mouth. Listen. But some people every, think that's hot. Everybody speaks differently. And even if it is the weirdest of movements, it's like that's not taking away from the content of what they're saying, which mm -hmm. is 
Before podcasts were filmed, they used to just be in your ears. The good old days. Yeah. And it was just what people were saying was the important thing. It wasn't mm -hmm. how you looked on camera. And so I, I remind myself that, A, I'm not as bothered by those anymore. But B, if somebody else is bothered by mine or if I'm bothered by mine, like that just means I'm in or they're in a, a worse mental place. Yeah. You know, like it's it can't be like a judgment of myself in total anymore. It's just a judgment of where I'm at. But it's not even a judgment. It's just kind of a checking in of, oh, you're irked by something that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and then kind of stepping back and being like, that's not great. And then what do you do in that moment? Do you like try to redirect your attention to something that does matter? Yeah. Or you just don't watch it. Yeah, that's or true. Or you just listen to it or you close the app completely. Like, yeah. this doesn't need to be something. Oh, my God, that's so fucking annoying. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is so random. But my friend says that every time she sees Sutton Foster on screen, something about her bothers her. Mm. Which I can't relate to. I think Sutton Foster is super talented and I yeah. love watching her and things. But we were talking about the Gilmore Girls revival and Sutton Foster was in it. She's like, I can't. It's something about her. And I, and, and that's fine, too. And I, that's, I have somebody who's, everybody has who's people like, that, like that that I'm just like, OK, well, I can't watch a lot of the content that you're in. But sometimes I have and I've been like, OK, that was good. Right. I, I guess it, it just connects because it's like if something bothers you that much the best thing for you is to disengage. Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously the person who you're judging probably would like you to shut it as well. True. Turn it off. Sutton you know? Foster would probably appreciate you shutting that computer. I love screen. Sutton Foster. I think she's great. Yeah, she's great. I didn't relate, but this particular friend of mine, we have a lot of disagreements about different, mm. um, Oh, actually, she can't watch Nathan Fielder shows. She says, and I love him. I I'm obsessed with his humor. She says it's so it makes her uncomfortable. Which well, I I could a lot of it is supposed it's to. It's meant to make you uncomfortable. Especially the curse. If you guys haven't watched the curse, I loved the curse. It is so worth pushing through. I it's one of those shows that I think I read Reddit's about it for longer than I watched the show itself because oh, because people go in deep. They go in deep, and everything has meaning, and it's it's a piece of art. Yeah, but if I agree. you don't like him, I'm not going to force you. Yeah. I'm not going to sit you down and strap you in and be like, watch this show. Yeah, it's like, like if you don't appreciate that type of humor, he didn't make it for you. Right. Another thing that I took away from this was it, it was not bullying. I'm not going to say that the audience bullied us at all. No. But. Somebody did point out really early on, you smoke a lot of weed uh -huh, uh -huh. and it doesn't feel healthy or whatever. And at the time I was like, shut up. Right. Um, but That's then not I, the first person who said to no, you, you smoke a lot of weed. No, but it was the first that like didn't know me. Okay. You know, yeah. and said it in it. Like a lot of the people have been like, woohoo, we love it. You know, mm -hmm. um, this person was saying it like, not in a judgmental way, just kind of being like, ugh. You know, and I I remember being very like prickled by it. Okay. And then I obviously went through my whole journey of this deep depression I fell into and then I quit the thing and I, I don't want to like be like, oh, and thanks to that person because <laughs> they they weren't the reason, but I did kind of want to be like, look, like I did it. Like, mm. aren't you proud? And 
I don't know if that person was proud, but uh, one of my favorite memories is the DMs after I quit and after we put that episode out. And a lot of people had written like, I've been thinking about doing the same thing for a really long time. I never like took the plunge until you talked about it. And now I'm doing it less or I've stopped completely. And there was even like a betch in the office who last week was like, oh, you're going to be really proud. Like I only smoke after work now. Like I don't do it during the work day. And her and I used to smoke, you know, I'd get out of the studio, we'd go downstairs. Yeah, um, which is like, I, that is just another level of a tolerance. Like I cannot mm-hmm. imagine smoking weed during the workday, but different people's brains are different. Yeah. But that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is still a thing that is impacting people. It's still a thing that I'm going strong with, which is fun. It's uh, kind of fun too, right? That like you can kind of be an inspiration for people. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of like more motivation for you to keep going that you can then tell people like, oh yeah, you can do it too. I did it and I was a huge pothead. It also makes my stand up so much better. Because oh, yeah? A, I remember what I'm saying. But B, <laughs> it's not like a, um, hey, I smoke a lot of weed and you should too. It's mm-hmm. like I did smoke a lot of weed, but I don't anymore. So I'm like a role model. Right, like, no. right. I'm I'm offering much needed perspective mm-hmm. on this. But if I do go back, I'm still a role model. Sure. No. We're not I mean we're not we're not making any promises. You could go back to smoking if you wanted to. We'll but, see. But no, you seem I, to be doing I, I think, great without it. I think with that though, it's like if I were to introduce it back, it would be in moderation. And I think moderation is a huge thing that I've taken from this podcast too. It's like, okay, you can eat a little better. Sometimes if you want, okay, you can exercise a little if you want. Like, I feel like I was very black and white thinking of like, I need to be eating super well and exercising all the time and doing all this stuff. And now it's like, no, do what feels good. Reward yourself for the wins. Don't get down on yourself for the losses. And like, just continue with your life. Just keep swimming. Just keeps, just like Dory said, I, um, I appreciate that a lot because I think that's so true. I've gotten stuck in that mindset before too of like, if I'm not drinking green juice Mm -hmm. and going to the gym every single day, then I'm not being healthy. I might as well just do whatever the fuck I want. But like, that's not sustainable. Yeah. So like living a healthier life, it means incorporating good habits, but like not necessarily giving up on the things that you love. And living in the gray. Mm -hmm. And like, Besides like doing the extremes, feeling extreme about what you're doing, like not letting what you're doing make you either a 10. Oh, this is the best day of my fucking life or whatever, or a one. Oh, my God, my world is crashing down. You know, like my favorite thing recently is people go, how are you doing? And I go, I don't cry anymore when bad things happen. Huge accomplishment. Huge. (laughs) You know, I live live between a, a four and a seven. But like. Sometimes you do need to cry, though. For sure. And I have. Yeah. But it's not the everyday. It's not the waking up crying thing. It's not Mm -hmm. crying over spilled milk or something that is completely out of your control. Mm -hmm. It's picking the the most opportune times to cry. Mm -hmm. The ones that really feel good. Yeah. Like there's certain cries that like. Oh, I'm alone in my house. Yeah. Like it's almost like masturbation. Sometimes. It could Um, be a release. It's a release. You're just getting wet from a different place. Well, Remy, I'm going to miss you so much on this show. I'm going to miss you too. I do. I wanted to share one more. It's it's an Emery. Oh, you have an Emery? I do. Um, An Emery board? (laughs) From Rememories to Emery's. It was when you told me to cover up 
the mirrors. Oh, yeah. If you're having a bad body image day, don't go in front of full length mirrors. It's not going to help you. You don't need them. Cover them up. I still do. And it's it's so nice because it just you're like, oh, I want to look. OK, great. For a second. Oh, it's not serving me. OK, close. Yeah, cover well, up the mirror. well, you had like the best setup of the mirror cover where you put the mirror behind the drapes. Yeah. Which is so smart. And um, I think we may have even said this on the episode that you said that, but like that needs to be patented. Mm-hmm. It does block the window. It, OK, but but I'm saying like uh, a full length mirror with, with drapes. Yeah. Oh, that yes. needs to be a thing. Yes. And since I did an Emery, I also have a Laura Murray. One of my favorite days at Betches was coming in and Lauren and I gave each other the most massive hug in the world, which we do often. And she just said to me, wow, that was healing. And I was like, that was healing for me, too. I love a healing hug. Also, my favorite rememory is the same thing, is the physical touch. Is that creepy? No. And I'm still going to hug you at every show that we... We're still on that show, Emily Winter's show together. So if you guys want to come see me and Lauren in March, One Liner Madness, come see us. Remy, we got you a cake today. Stop! Yes. Lauren, do you want to bring it over? Oh, my God. So a very expert cake decorator did this. Wow. Oh, my God. It It says, we will miss you, Remy. We also have cookies here. Yeah, and and we also have some cookies. One says, let me amuse your boosh. I will. I'm going to eat you really quick. These are actually cookies from Eat Me. That is the name of the cookie manufacturer. Um, I will. They're actually delicious. They're really colorful. They're sugar cookies, Wait, this but is they're so, so cute. yummy. This one says, maybe our girlfriends are our soulmates and guys are just people to have fun with. Carrie Bradshaw, who trapezed at the same who trapezed place we did. at New York Trapeze School. Full circle, bitch. Full circle. I will miss all of you guys. I've really, like the listeners, you don't know how much you warmed my heart with mm-hmm. those goodbye notes. Especially no why. Uh, yeah, they're so desperate. I'm going to tattoo that on my ass. No, no why? I've loved all of the Dear DSTs that everybody has written in because they're all so relatable. And I really appreciate you even trusting us with that type know, of advice. Right? There have been times that I'm like, oh, my God, I need this advice right now. So thank you guys for sending all of those. Thank you to all of our experts who we've had on the podcast. There have been so many people who have taught me so, so much. Again, Emily, like your stories have taught me a lot. Some of the other guests who have just come on and shared their personal experiences, like it really makes you feel like we are not going at this alone. Everybody is having really similar experiences, whether they are vastly different. We all have thoughts about our bodies. We all have thoughts about who we are. Um, We all let those things hold us back as people. And again, we just have to let go. Yeah, because it keeps us from forming valuable connections with Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Once you start letting go, you realize, oh, we're actually not really that different. And I'm so, so sad to let go of you guys. But again, you She's can stay still in touch with me. Um, yeah. I am at Remy Casimir on all of the platforms. Uh, my DMs are always open. I'm always looking to chat. I especially even about this subject matter still like it is so close to my heart. And um, yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me betches in this studio. And thank you guys at home for letting me into your ears and homes. That was beautiful. I think we need to go eat 
some of this cake. Let's eat this cake. And um, again, you guys are in great hands. Emily's still here. Our sweet, gorgeous, perfect, magnanimous Lauren will be on mic next um, week. Next week. And um, again, I'll miss you, but I hope to see you on the internet. On the other side. Yeah. That is it for today's episode and my time on this podcast. But still, be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered. Or if you have any Remy personal questions, you can send them to me at Remy Casimir. Yes, slide in, baby. And follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And then follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. I'll miss you. But of course, whether I'm here or not, we are always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Lauren Hope Crass. And guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.